Welcome, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you once again for joining me on this broadcast. It's always a joy and an honor to be able to bring the Word of God to you each and every week. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate those of you who take the time to let us know how much you're enjoying the teaching. We're continuing to talk about today, relentless faith. Oh, that's a wonderful subject. I tell you, once you learn how to develop an unwavering, relentless faith, then God promises to see to it that you receive everything that He has promised you. Now, let me read a verse to you as we begin, and then I'm going to take you into the uh, program uh, where we were teaching this in our church, Heritage Faith Christian Center, right here in Crowley, Texas. Psalm 68, verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. God wants you loaded. He wants you loaded with benefits. He wants you enjoying His blessings each and every day of your life. Not once in a while, but every day. But what does it require? A relentless faith. So watch now as we continue talking about this, and then I'll be back in just a few moments. The Lord gave me a list. And this is, this is from something I learned way back in 1969. And it actually came from this psalm. Now, if you're a note taker, get ready to take some notes. Who gets to have dinner with God? <laughs> who, gets to, who gets to be invited to his house? Or as I would say it, who gets in on his best? Okay, anybody interested in that? Yes. All right. From these verses right here in Psalm, I made this list. Integrity, humility, faithfulness, uprightness, generosity, loyalty, and walking in love. Hallelujah. These are what I call attributes that God honors in a believer when you have integrity. And integrity obviously means being honest and keeping your word and so forth. But integrity also includes living right. Living right. Now, I had a, a lot of preachers in this meeting that I did in Granbury uh, where I taught this, and I said to them, it's living what you preach. And all, not all preachers live what they preach. Right. Uh, you didn't know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's living what you preach. If you preach it, live it. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So integrity God expects us to, to be honest. God expects us to keep our word. Amen? And that is, a, that is a major fault in the body of Christ. People don't keep their word. And in today's world, it's hard to find people with integrity. Amen? Amen? Uh, it's hard to find people in business that will keep their word. You know, when we were, when we were building our ministry headquarters, Carolyn's dad came over and, and, and supervised that because he was in the building business. And 
And I know Olin Creech, he was an honest man. And I, I knew that, uh, boy, when Olin Creech figured a job, when he got done with it, you carried a two before off about that big. That was trash. I mean, he didn't waste any money. He didn't waste, you know what I mean? He figured it to the dime. And I knew I could trust him. I said, would you come and oversee this project? Now, he hired, you know, subs, plumbers and different ones and framers and all that to build it. But he oversaw it all, okay? And, and some of the people that he hired, the subcontractors, were not believers, some of them would pull up in their truck and they, they'd come on our property and, and they'd put their cigarettes out first and sometimes when they got through with the job, they'd go sit in their drug, truck and drink a beer, but they didn't do it on our property. The old said, no, I, I don't want that on the property. So, you know, they were not necessarily Christians and the one person that would not keep his word was the plumber, a Christian. <laughs> Remember that, Carla? He would not keep his word. And the sinners did. They did exactly what they said they'd do. They didn't change the price. <laughs> and this guy, he not only changed the price, he was stealing from us. When we, could, when we couldn't find certain material and something, somebody said, oh, the plumber took it. It wasn't his to take. The guy that had the biggest problem was a Christian. Now, the guy who was uh, really in charge of the building part of it, my father-in-law oversaw it all, but the guy who was really in charge of it he was, he was not a believer, but he was an honest man. And when he finished the job, I gave him a big bonus. I said, I'm doing this because you kept your word. You think I gave the plumber a bonus? No way. <laughs> he was not an honest man. He wasn't, wasn't a man of integrity. And that's the problem with a lot of Christians today. Hold your rocks. People don't keep their word. And particularly today in today's world, integrity is almost a lost word. It's almost a lost art, you might say. You know, my, my, my grandfather, when I was a little boy in Mississippi, he taught me about integrity when I was just a little boy. And he'd say, son, and I'd watch him enter into certain deals with, with people. And when they would make a deal, then they'd reach out and shake hands. And then after the man would leave, my grandfather turned around to me and he'd say, no, son, if you give your word to somebody and you shake hands on it, that's a contract. That's your bond. You don't need a lawyer. Amen? Amen. That, that's the way I was brought up. And even when I was a sinner, I was an honest sinner. <laughs> I kept my word. <laughs> when, I, when I owned an automotive business and, and people bring their wrecked cars in for me to repair, bring classic cars in for me to restore, I would give them an estimate. 
And, and if they agreed to the price, then I had them sign their name on the estimate and I signed my name and I had a copy and they had a copy. And many times when I'd get into the job, I realized, oh man, I overlooked this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't figure enough on this to include that. But I was told, you swear to your own hurt. That's what my grandpa told me. You swear to your own hurt. In other words, sometimes I, I had to, uh, you know, bite the dust, so to speak, to keep my word, but I kept my word. I never called anybody and said, hey, I, I didn't figure enough in this. We're going to have to up the price. No, I just had to, I just had to bite the dust, so to speak. But I kept my word. And then when I came to work with Brother Copeland, Dear Lord, I'd never seen anybody that had such a demand on keeping your word as he did. He'd, he'd say, if you tell a person you're going to meet him at three o'clock, don't show up at 10 after three. You just told a 10 minute lie. I thought, wow, it's getting a little picky, isn't it? <laughs> But, and the reason he was that way is because before Christ, he wasn't that way. <laughs> and, and he realized that if I'm going to get in on God's best, I got to learn to keep my word. Yeah, that's good. You know, I, I remember one time <clears throat> uh, we were, uh, we had a friend by the name of Joe Nate. And he was a preacher and he was preaching over in, in, in uh, Cleburne, Texas. And he called me one day and he said, Jerry, uh, can you come over to the meeting? Could you and Carolyn come over to the meeting? He said, man, I don't, I don't have hardly anybody showing up. And he said, man, just, just having some friends there would be a comfort. I said, yeah, we're home and, and we'd, we'll come. And so the girls were real little and they loved Icy's. Oh, they thought ices were invented for them. You know, you get them at the 7-Eleven, though. And uh, there's always wanting an icy. And so uh, we were headed over to Cleaver. And the girls, Carolyn had them dressed real pretty, you know. And, and they said, Daddy, can we have an icy? I said, not, not on the way to church. But when we get out of church, I'll get you an icy because I don't want it getting all over your dress. Oh, Okay. Okay. Well, they sitting up there in the back seat of the car and they'd see us pass 7 Eleven. Daddy, you're passing all the icy stores. They thought 7 Elevens were nothing but icy stores. I said, Yeah, we passed it. I told you, I'll get it for you when we get back, start back home. Oh, okay, Daddy. Well, we passed another icy store. Daddy, you're passing all the icy stores. I said, Girls, I told you. We would get it on the way back. Now, don't ask me again. I said, and every time you ask me again, you're calling me a liar. I said, I'd get it. And I said, in fact, if you're asleep, I'm going to wake you up, pour that icy down your throat. Because <laughs> I told you, I'd get you an icy on the way back. And then the Lord spoke up. And he said, now, I'd appreciate it if you'd do the same. 
I said, we're not talking about me, Lord. We're talking about the girls. <laughs> I said, I told you I would supply all your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And every time you ask me again, God, what are you going to do about this? You're calling me a liar. Caught you, didn't I? <laughs> Amen. He said, every time you ask me again, you're saying, I'm not telling the truth. You're calling me a liar. And I said, forgive me, Lord. I'll never do that again. Amen. You see, I expect God to keep his word. Well, then you need to learn to keep your word. If you learn to keep your word, you won't have any problem believing God will keep his. Amen. You know, I'm talking about how do you get on, how do you get in on God's best? And I, I believe one of the first rules, if you please, is integrity. God expects integrity. Amen. Just be honest. You know, Brother Copeland used to say, if somebody asks you, would you like to go somewhere and you don't really want to, then just say no. And that, that ends it. He said, the Bible says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. If you don't want to go, just tell them no. Now they don't wait for an excuse. And don't make up one. You know, and he said, if, they're, if they insist on an excuse, just tell them, I don't want to. That's the reason I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> now, that's being a little blunt, you know? And, and we, we tend to want to smooth it over. Well, I have some other things to do. That was a lie. You didn't want to go. <laughs> I'm going to try on this side of the auditorium. <laughs> We need to learn to keep our word. I remember one time uh, with Joe Nay, same guy. The Lord told me to send Joe Nay some money. Actually, he told me to take it to him. But I was getting ready to leave town. And Joe Nay lived in Arlington. And we're over here in Fort Worth. And I was getting ready to leave town. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I will I will." I will uh, mail that to him. No, the Lord didn't say anything. So I proceeded to leave town. And I'm, I'm nearly to Texacana. And the Lord said, I told you to take that money over to Joe. Now, he needed it then. I said, Lord, I'll mail it to him. I'm going to spend the night in Texacana and I'll, and I'll write a check and I'll mail it to him in the morning. I'll just leave it at the front desk because back in those days, you could leave mail that you wanted to send out at the front desk and the, you know, the mailman would come pick it up. Well, I got busy packing the car and I forgot. And I'm in Nashville now. The Lord said, I told you to send that money, to get that money to Joe Nate. Lord, I forgot. I was going to mail that this morning. He said, forget it. I'll find somebody else that'll be obedient. And then he said this, the next time you ask me to supply a need and you need it right now, 
don't get upset when people don't obey. You set the standard. I got to find a place where this is being accepted. (laughs) We don't keep our word. Then we wonder why we're not enjoying God's best. Integrity is still a condition. You don't think you can just lie about everything and expect God to bless you? Huh? Integrity. Look at your neighbor and say, just be honest. Number two, humility. Humility. The Bible says God resists the proud. God resists the proud, but he will promote the humble. Amen. Humility. That means, and I I say this to preachers from time to time, that means quit acting like you're the only one doing anything for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Because some preachers have that attitude. Some preachers have the attitude, God is really fortunate to have me. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) That's not humility. (laughs) Humility. You wouldn't wouldn't even have a brain if it wasn't for God. You wouldn't have breath if it wasn't for God. That's the reason the Bible says... uh, all, everyone who hath breath, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Humility. In other words, don't, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. That's what the Bible says. These are attributes, conditions, you might say, that position you to experience God's best, such as abundant overflow in 2021. Faithfulness, faithfulness. You've heard me say this before. It's a sad thing when the Bible has to ask the question, a faithful man, who can find? In other words, where do you find faithful people? When the Bible has to ask that question, that's pretty serious. Where can you find faithful people? And faithfulness is not measured over a, a few days, not even a few weeks. Amen. I've had people ask me, uh, uh, Brother Jerry, I've been tithing for three weeks now. Am I faithful? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Faithfulness is measured over a lot longer time than three weeks. Yes. Yes. Amen? Amen? I've been coming to church now for a month. Am I faithful? Not yet. How about another month? Then after that, how about another month? Then after that, how about another month? Huh? Faithfulness is measured over a long period of time. And notice the Bible says, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. You find someone who's abounding in blessings, then it's very easy to track why they're faithful. They're faithful. Amen. Amen. When Carol and I married July the 15th, 1966, (coughs) 
And I said to the preacher, I do. Then I was determined at that moment for the rest of my life, I would be a one woman man. I would be faithful to her. Now the first three years, Like I asked um, uh, Jesse Duplantis one time, Jesse, have you and Kathy ever considered divorce? He said, divorce, no. Murder, yeah. (laughs) 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 For our first three years, we fought like cats and dogs. I mean, we were two little sticks of dynamite with short fuses. (laughs) We both wanted our own way and we weren't willing to give in. And, and there were, you know, I mean, if I ever wanted to be unfaithful, the first three years would have been the time. <laughs> but that was not a, that was not a uh, option. I, when I said I do, I meant I do. I do. I, I'm, I'm with you and it's for life because back then in those ceremonies, you included in life or in death. And as far as I was concerned, for life. And I have been faithful all these years, 54 years, and I've been faithful. There's never been another, praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm not interested in another. I don't have time for another. (laughs) I mean, I already got the best. Why would I want another? <laughs> Amen. Anybody that can put up with me, they deserve to be blessed. <laughs> so I'm not the easiest fellow to get along with. Yes, I am. I'm a sweetheart. I'm a pushover. Isn't that right, sweetheart? Mm-hmm. <laughs> faithful. Well, see, I've been faithful to her. Why wouldn't I be faithful to God? When I said, Jesus, come into my life, that's like saying, I do, as far as I was concerned. I do. The Bible says that God is a jealous God. That means he will not share you with anybody else. I'm not willing to share her with anybody else. She's not willing to share me with anybody else. God will not accept from us a divided heart. Amen. Amen. You cannot serve God and mammon. He wants all of you or none of you. And all is best. Are you still here? We're talking about attributes that will position you to experience God's best in your life. So one of them is faithfulness. Uprightness. Living right. Amen. Amen. The, the Bible is our moral guide. If you ever question if something is okay, then go to the Bible. If, if it's not okay in the Bible, then don't do it. Don't participate. Amen? If, 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 if God's against it, you become against it. 
Amen. Adultery? God's not in favor of that. Now, you can be forgiven, but he's not in favor of it. So why would you be in favor of it? We're talking about uprightness, living right, letting God's word be your moral compass. Hello, I'm Brother Jerry, and I have some exciting news for you. The Jerry Savelle Bible School is now ready. You can enroll. Each course is online, and we're excited about this School Without Walls. You know, the great thing about it is you don't have to come to Fort Worth, Texas and enroll and be in the classroom. You can take each course at your own pace, at your own time. As you enroll and begin to take these courses, you're going to receive in-depth teaching from God's Word. It's going to help build a foundation for living by faith and learning how to receive everything that God has for you. I'd like for you to prayerfully consider enrolling in this Bible school. I believe it will be very beneficial Fisher for you, and I look forward to having the opportunity to impart into your life. Thank you, and God bless you. of what life throws at you, your faith can remain unmoved. You can outlast and overcome every challenge. Today's special offer, the Relentless Faith Package, contains Jerry Savelle's four-part CD series, More Than Enough, his inspiring book, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, and his eye-opening book, The Established Heart. In this package, Jerry teaches how to be unshaken by turmoil and pressure, how to trust God during times of testing, why God's blessing is so important, and what you must do to walk in God's blessing. You will never gain God's best by being a quitter. You have to learn how to become relentless and fight for the promises of God. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Relentless Faith Special Package. You can push back against discouragement and develop a bold faith that refuses to accept less than God's best. Thank you for joining me today. I pray that you have been blessed and inspired by the message. And I want to encourage you, take the time to spend in God's Word, because the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you spend quality time in the Word, you're going to develop a relentless faith, an unwavering faith, a faith that will not accept defeat, a faith that will not say or will not take no for a final answer. Amen? You have the ability to do this if you'll just spend quality time in the Word. Don't forget our special offer this week, my book entitled The Established Heart, also the book entitled Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, and also the four CDs, More Than Enough. Not just enough, God wants you to experience more than enough. These are all available to you. If you'll just contact our office, you can go online, jerrysavelle.org, or just look on the screen for all the ordering information. But we encourage you to do it right away so that we can get them in the mail and you will be blessed by it. 
Join me again next week as we continue this theme. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.